Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of BTS Reality with myself, Jermaine. And yeah, we're here for another one. You know, I'm excited, you know, this is the show for the youths. With me, I have such an amazing guest, someone who means the world to me, you know, because, you know, we've been on this journey together. And I know by the time you guys see her, you guys are going to be shocked and excited like I am. Um, with me, I have Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi, Jermaine. How are you? I'm good. So, Diana is a model, fashion creator. You know, she is everything social media looks forward to. <laughs> She's lit, you know. So, Diana, how are you? I'm good. I think um, I feel good. Are you excited to be here? Happy to be here, finally doing this with Jermaine. Yeah, we've been planning this, you know, we've been planning content, like proper content for the longest time now. It's finally happening, so that's good. You guys, Diana is a big girl now. She pulled up here with, you know, security with gone. <laughs> with guns, guys, you know. Jermaine you know. is joking. <laughs> I'm not joking, though. The guy, yeah, she, the guy almost even bounced me too, I'm lying. But yeah. And it's good to see you, see you grow so gracefully. You know, you look so amazing. You know, shout out to you. Thank you. Shout out to you too. Yeah, you know, guys, we're here. We're finally here and we're ready. So the topic for today is young and handling fame. With me, I have Diana and, you know, she came into the limelight when she was 14. Um, You know, so yeah, we're here to discuss, you know, her rise to fame, you know, how she started and, you know, hopefully it's relatable to you guys. So, Diana, talk to us. How has it been for you, you know, coming into the industry at such a young age, at 14? You know, how did you start? How did you get into this? I don't remember, remember the first time I met you. I met you at NTT Awards. You were winning yeah. your first award for Most Fashionable. And, you know, it's been crazy ever since. Yeah. So, basically, for me, I think I was still in high school back then. It wasn't like I was coming into the industry. It was more or less like I was just in my house doing my random stuff that I like. I love dressing up. So every Sunday, I would particularly plan an outfit to wear to church. And then I'll take a picture after church. And then I'll post it on my Instagram. So it was just like, oh, yeah, this is what I like doing. It's like an exciting thing. So I always look forward. Sundays were like my special, you know, because I was still in school. So, I mean, I wasn't like going out every time and all of that. But Sundays are like, you know, that day. Sunday is the day of the week where I dress up and look nice and take nice pictures, combine outfits, post on the gram. And people be like, wow, you look so nice. And, yeah, I think that's just exactly how it started so i didn't necessarily feel like i was going into an industry i wasn't aware of what it could become i was just basically you know just doing my thing just that's what it was yeah you know fame simply means you know in the definition of it all you know a person who's known publicly you know and the effects of you know being famous when you're famous you know um everything you you do you know people want to patronize and yeah. you do people know about you know you step into a place and people know you you know the things you have done just automatically speak for you than anybody else so you know um for you i'm very sure coming in you didn't even expect to be famous you were just doing what you loved actually and- like i never so the thing is for me i have always been sort of popular in my own little space so i was popular in church i was popular in school but then becoming like popular where random people see you on the road and they know you and you're in this place and somebody you don't know knows you 
was never something I expected or something I planned for. It wasn't even something I, I used to imagine would happen. I never saw myself... Were you popular in school? Yeah, I mean, in school, I was always, you know, getting a best in this, best in that, neater student. I became the head girl, so... You became the head girl. Yeah, I was the head girl in my school. So I was always doing debates. I was just always, you know, doing something that always made my name to be, like, consistently mentioned. So people knew me in high school. Were you bullied in school? Did you have, like, haters in school? Yeah, I wouldn't say I had bullies because I have very big energy, right? So <laughs> it's very hard for you to bully me. I mean, I sound... Diana. I mean, I think the only case of bullying I had was when I just, like... I think I was in... Yeah, that was, like, my first year. And then I went to my senior's class. And then my senior... I was told to, you know call the senior like a teacher was calling the senior so i was told oh this teacher would like to see you and she was like oh um come back and tell me when you sound better like i can't hear you i don't understand your voice so i feel like people sort of made me feel like my voice was too thin when i was younger but i figured that the same people who were telling me that would now start trying to talk like me so it was weird because you come and say my voice is really you know thin but i see you trying to sound (laughs) exactly i'm like wow chelsea come on now chelsea come on now I think, but yeah, everybody went through that. You know, in, in high school, people were just pushing their insecurities on you. Exactly. I think that's... And if you could survive high school and you didn't let your self-esteem drop, yeah, I, I think the like sky so is the limit. Yeah, I feel so many things that happen in high school sort of built me to be able to, you know, deal with whatever I would face yeah. in me now. So when people talk about haters or people dropping hate comments... I feel like I experienced these things already. So me being this popular person in high school, being the head girl, being a NITA student, winning social awards like most beautiful student, it would definitely get people pressed. And the thing is, teachers even liked me in high school because I was very intelligent. Mm. I was still talking. So it was like too many reasons to just not like this girl. I yeah. mean, if you have bad energy, yeah. you feel me? So I had people who would say bad things. And in fact, it was so bad that even the little friends I had at some point, these other bad people were able to turn Influence them against them. me. So I just learned from an early stage that, okay, well, this is how it is. If you're doing well, it's going to be almost hard for people to just truly like you because your presence already... Just, Throws them yeah, off. They just always feel like they can't match up. So what can they They can't do? stand just, you. Yeah, so they feel like when they hate on you, they project bad energy on you. They feel or they hope that it would make you feel less of yourself so you can be on the same level with them. But that never stopped you now, did it? Yeah, I mean, look yeah. at you now. Putting up with security, with oh, guns. <laughs> does your own fave pull up with security <laughs> and guns? Mine does. <laughs> you know, but yeah, Diana, you know, see, so we know that this didn't start for, for you um, now. Something that has been going even since you were in high school. Yeah. You know, you've always had this sense of, you know, fame. Somehow, you're always sharp popular in some way. I mean, you're the head girl. Every head girl in every school is popular. You know, so yeah, good to know that this is something that didn't just start now, you know, for those just watching, you know, get that out of the way. So now let's talk about, you know, your family background. I know you have two big sisters. How was it like growing up with sisters, bigger sisters? Were they popular as well? You know, did they add to your popularity in any way? Did they give you a sense of belonging? Did they teach you anything? Talk to us. Well, so for me, I feel like my sisters really influence, like, 
building me. So I feel like it's a blessing to have two elder sisters. It just looks like you have two examples to learn from, two people to put you ahead. So I felt like having both of them as my elder sisters, it just gave me this edge because I was acting like an older person. I mean, I was with older people, so I didn't even have room to be. So, you know, I knew, I always knew better. Do you understand? <laughs> like, I was always in that You're the last one, right? Yeah. So because I have people that have lived these things before me, I've been able to see how they've done things. So I've been able to know, oh, this is what to do. This is what not to do. And my elder sister is like my fashion icon. Like, she's so fashionable. Shout out to Jennifer. I mean, when I started taking pictures and stuff, I would literally be going through her clothes and be like, Jenny, can you give me this one? Can you give me that Did one? Did she give you? Yeah, I mean, how, nice. how, how do you think I was slaying like that? that yeah, at that young yeah, age. I was slaying because I had my older sister's clothes. Now, did see? It wasn't just mean? that. She was getting I help from my yeah, sisters. I mean, okay. like, I mean, there are certain clothes she would definitely not allow me wear. Where? So, it was up to me to style the ones that she would allow me wear and combine them with my own. And, I mean, I used to call myself the improviser because I would just make something work. I picked this shirt, I picked these jeans, I rolled this one, I do that, I do that. I mean, I even used to wear bandana tops back then. So it was, I, I think my sister really um, influenced the fashion aspect. And then my other sister, Doris, I think she influenced my confidence level because yeah, she seems really confident. She's a very confident person. And she just made me realize that no, you can't take you can't take this from people. No, you. I used to be a crybaby, right? So because oh, you don't seem like one. Yeah. So that was that was the Doris effect. So that's the thing. My two sisters, how they influenced me to be who I am. So Doris put that confidence in me. Like, hey, you can't be crying because somebody tried to make you sad, or somebody said something, or somebody did something to you. So she gave me that confidence level to know that yeah, nah, people can't downplay you. It's not. It's not allowed. It doesn't work here. It. And I realized <laughs> that when you don't take it, people don't even like, they feel so scared to do yeah, it to yeah. you. It's what you accept exactly. that you get. So when they see that you're not the kind of person that would accept being downplayed, they would not downplay you. Yeah. I feel so. you. Well, shout out to your sisters now. You see that, you know, Diana has been winning from time because she has had all this help <laughs> from her sisters. There's been them, you know, Putting her head, and you know, it's lovely. You know, I mean, you started at 14. Not a lot of people start at 14. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people that start as in maybe 18, 20, late 20s, mid 20s, 30s, self. But starting at 14, you know, we only hear about people that start at 14 abroad and start well. Yeah. Most people that are 14 here and still don't blow up to you. But for you, you d- it didn't take too long now, did it? Well, I wouldn't say that it was, I feel like. For me, I was doing something that I liked doing. So there was no major focus or major... Um, or just you doing you. Yeah, it wasn't commercialized. I wasn't mm. making money off it, right? So I was doing this thing Because you love them. Yeah, because I liked it. So I feel like a lot of times, people don't realize that that's just why. Like, that's the only reason why. It's not like I had, like excessive resources pumped into me. Like, maybe somebody discovered me one day and felt, wow, this guy's going to be a big thing. Let's invest Invest in in her. Let's have a project for this. Let's do this. Let's do that. It wasn't planned, right? It wasn't even... Being a social media influencer... Wasn't Wasn't a thing then. Social media wasn't even on then. I would never believe that I would get paid to post something. Yeah, it wasn't really a thing then. Like, Instagram, I don't know. This Instagram one that they see now, yeah, is literally always just... Like, I think every year... They take it up a notch. As uh, in 2017, 2016, it was even the the format 
it wasn't this upgraded. Yeah, I mean, we used to have celebrities on social media, but most of the celebrities were probably musicians, you know, probably Genevieve, actors, actresses, someone that's musicians. done it for like twenty years. So you know. those were like the people you would see as celebrities. As you wouldn't so just see a kid as a celebrity, a random young girl person. as a nah. It wasn't a thing. Like then. how? Because back then it used to be everybody watches TV, so it's the people we see on, on TV, TV that we called exactly. celebrities back then. Yeah, so the celebrities were probably the musicians actresses the newscasters yeah those were really the people that we would call celebrities at yeah that time. but someone you started you started with some people like you know prissy um favor yeah. some of them tell me about your childhood with them because i know they were also ch- kid stars as well yeah actually yeah i had like friends like priscilla how did you meet them did you guys live in the same place or something actually yeah so um i think we started out as church members i think michelle was my church member and priscilla was michelle's friend so i think that was how we all met because i met michelle from church and then i met priscilla through michelle so it was just that was just how we met and then we're all just young i mean we were all under i think i'm we're all under 16. 16 yeah, yeah. Like I remember you guys were so young. 14. I mean, even before, I think I met them before I even had social media. Like, I didn't even have Instagram when they were on Instagram. <laughs> so I used to hear stuff like, oh, I'm about to hit 90K followers. And you'd be like, I'm what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't even know what's going ah! on. Like, I didn't even have a phone. I think I got my first oh. phone at 14. So that was when I was able to open my own Instagram. So prior to that, I did not have a phone. So I used to just hear people talk about these things. I'm like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. Like, I did not know that, you know, maybe some time would come and then I would have my own. I didn't know I would have my own phone anytime soon because my parents were quite conservative of me having, like, my phone early because it just felt like, oh, wait, just chill a bit. And then I had my I mean, most of my friends had their first phones at maybe 10. I was like late to getting my own phone so but i think everything works together for my good because i think at that level i was able to understand how things went already just by having my friends around oh, yeah because you guys grew together exactly. so, i yeah, can remember like, yeah so that's just pretty much it so you see when you start you know um find friends that think like you you know yeah. that you throw all your friends away they're not doing what you're doing but just try to find birds of the same feather so you guys can what flock together yeah. That's basically it, you know. All right, amazing one. I'm enjoying this interview. You know, I'm calmer now, turning Diana down. I feel shy. She's like, why do I feel shy? I'm like, you know, because, yeah, you know, we all grow. You know, I, I think I met Diana when she was 14 as well. I just, got, I just got into the industry as well. I was a photographer then, you know. So, you know, just doing this right now, it's, I would say this is one of my biggest interviews ever. So, you guys, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, let's get back into the interview. Diana, you're so motivated. You're yeah. so driven. I know people watching would like to know what motivates you, what drives you, what makes you make wake up in the morning and want to do what you do. Who are your mentors? You know? So basically, for me, I feel like I might have someone that I like because I like the way this person dresses. I might have somebody I like because I like the way this person carries himself or herself. I might randomly just see something and I learn from it. So for me, it's very versatile. I won't say I have like one specific mentor. I feel like I pick the good sides from different people and it's just how I, it's just how I put these sides together and add these good sides to my side to my personality so yeah yeah, like 
I could just see someone and like, oh, I like the way this person did this thing. And it just sticks in my head. And because I like the way that person did that thing, I started to do it that way. So for me, I don't think I have like specific people that I would say. You don't have specific mentors. Yeah, you I don't just have specific have mentors. Yeah, I just, I might randomly just see a young person or an old person. It doesn't even have to be it's, someone popular or uh, someone. Yeah, it could just be a random person that says something. And I like how this person sounds, how this person projects this person's thoughts. So... For me, it's very random, very versatile. I just pick good things whenever I see good things. That's how I learn. Mm. And for what motivates me, I sort of feel like um, what motivates me would really be the fact that I know that in as much as people say you're doing amazing, I know there's so much more that I can do. I know I have my lazy days. I know I have my lazy. I know I have my lazy days right <laughs> so it's not like i know like people come out to me wow you're doing so amazing and i know that i can't even be doing so much more because i still have so many lazy days do you feel me and there's so much that i feel like human beings are just like canvases right so the more you add good stuff to yourself the more you become a better person true so i feel like i can always add and add and add and i can always do more i can always be better i can always you know so I always have that in my head that in as much as I'm doing good, I can always do better. So why not do better? I mean, yeah, your motivation comes from the drive that you can do so much exactly. more. Exactly. And I'm so happy. I feel like my happiness also comes from the, the fact that I see that I've been able to do this and I've been able to do that. So in as much as that is interdependent, I'm like, okay, well, if I know I can do more, I make myself happier. So why not do more and be happier? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. See me getting motivated from Diana, you guys. You're, so, you're such a motivation, aren't you? A lot of young girls look up to you. You really don't know. Um, a lot of young girls, every time I post um, a Diana content, they're like, oh my God, Diana, Diana, I'm just wondering, you guys really love Diana like this? Oh, so giving you're like the Kylie Jenner of Nigeria, you know. It's giving <laughs> the Kylie Jenner, you know, but you're the Diana of Nigeria. So we love to see it. Thank you know, you. um, the influencing industry, I would say you're like the face of it as well. You don't know a lot of um, people, will I say, um, started as young as you did. And because of you started young, you became like the face sort of. Because when you started, there were not a lot of people doing it. Yeah. You know. Um, so what are your, what's your take on the influencing industry in Nigeria? Where do you think it's lapsing on? Where do you think it needs to improve on? Where do you think it currently is? I know we're talking about it outside before we got into here. You guys, Luki, we had recorded this podcast outside just by discussing <laughs> before coming to shoot for you guys. But yeah, where do you think the influencing industry is? What, do you think you know, it has so much to still do? Where do you think we currently are? I know when we're outside, we were talking about how you know a lot of brands are not investing in Nigeria you yeah. know, and it affects the influencing industry. So yeah, share with us your thoughts on so i feel like this is where topic now becomes more generalized not just really about me because right now there are like so many influencers shout out out to all the influencers out there exactly shout out to every single influencer out there and young handling fame i feel like it's it's worth talking about because now we're in nigeria is such a huge market like we have a huge population yes we do if you put out something and you're a Nigerian, you, you have the possibility of having a lot of Nigerians see it. Because once you're doing something, you're doing it exceptionally, exceptionally well, yes. they see you as somebody to look out for that is from Nigeria. Do you yes. know me? So, yeah, I feel like 
the influencing industry is it has gotten to a certain level where we have so many influencers i mean back then it wasn't a thing now we have so many influencers we have people from tiktok we have an instagram we have on youtube we used to have trailer as well yeah like so like there's so many young people doing amazing and putting out their content there and i feel like it's a gradual process because a few years back this wasn't something that was really existing i mean the influencing industry here in nigeria yeah so it's just um you know just a few it's it's just coming up in this past few years and it's it's still going to keep going it's still going to get bigger i mean i understand that because nigeria is a country that is still getting bigger we're still getting we're still developing we're still changing a lot of things exactly we're still getting structured so there's going to be improvements there's going to be you know so many good things that'll be welcomed we just hope that those good things come because when you look at the influencing industry here in nigeria and you look at it globally it feels like mm, we're sort of left behind on certain things we're not left behind on our creative aspect because you see so many people do so many creative things but it might just be that we're a bit left behind on getting as much engagement with global brands as exactly yes so this would be more interesting because we would wish or we would hope that we've gotten to certain levels where we work with certain brands and yeah we're big enough we're putting the work i mean someone who is in a different country that has put in just as much work will probably have access to more and have access to work with bigger brands and have access to do this and have access to do that but in as much as that is the case we're not just going to sit down and blame the country or the underdeveloped sides for, you know, not getting here, not getting there. We're going to do as much as we can and we're going to be hopeful because, I mean, it's just a short while. I feel like things will definitely get better. So, yeah, I mean, these brands will definitely come in one day. I think day. you spoke. It's inevitable because Nigeria is such a huge market. Yeah. So one way or the other, these brands would start to see reasons why they should, you know, come down to Nigeria, you know, have their outlets here in Nigeria. Yeah, I'm a fashion influencer, so there's certain brands I'll look forward to working with. But I know that to work with these brands, I probably have to travel to a different country. Or ship this, it. Yeah, because these brands are not going to really come here. I want to have campaigns here. Why? I mean, it's already starting bit by bit. But I feel like the reason why is because... Nigeria is a country that is still being structured to meet certain international standards. standards. Oh, so certain amazing. brands have standards um, that they look out for when they want to like open or self-franchise in a particular country, in a particular city. So once these in- infrastructures are here, I feel like these brands will come because Nigerians have money regardless. Yeah. I mean, there's a digital divide. I mean, there's the people who don't have so much, but then there are still the people who have a lot. Do you feel me? So a lot of these brands can mention that they have so many Nigerian customers, but they've just not felt very assured to come and have their outlets here because of infrastructural reasons like yeah, the lights. Yeah, so there's like so so many things to fix. Yeah, so much that would have to do with development that would welcome these brands to be here and once these brands are here it's a good thing for influencers because i mean here i'm working with this brand i'm working with that i remember having to be on the panel with nike and it was yeah that so, was such that was beautiful how did that come about so amazing because i mean nike is a brand i've always liked and nike finally opened here in nigeria 
so that was exceptional because when Nike opened in Nigeria, I was called. I was I was actually not even in Nigeria then. Yeah, yeah. I was. I traveled for my birthday. Then I'd be traveling everywhere now. So I had to come back <laughs> to Nigeria because I'm like, yay! Nike is in Nigeria yeah, and I am beautiful. on the panel. Yeah, I saw that. So, that was really beautiful. Yeah, they sent you some the, shoes and stuff. I yeah, saw that. These beautiful. are the kind of joys that I would like to see on the faces or i would like to have other influencers experience oh, right lovely so i feel like it's still coming up i feel like it's still coming up basically and all influencers just have to do is just keep upping the standard right keep matching the international standard if you can do it better do it better do it the best way you can right don't limit yourself to thinking, oh, I'm from this society, so I have less resources, so I'm just going to do it like this now. Think wide and far, exactly. broad. Put yourself ahead, and that's where you're going to be. Don't think little B. Think big. You're thinking too small. You should think big. You see that? Yeah, never yeah, see that yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're thinking too little. <laughs> think you big. big. You should exactly. be thinking big. <laughs> you know, speaking of Nigeria, let's say we we'll talk about the elections. You guys were diverting, but we need to talk about, you know, we're in a country where we need to talk about it before we talk about ourselves because that's where we are. You know, yeah. what's your take, Diana, on the current general elections? You know, what's your take on the elections? Yeah, so for me, I feel like the elections, um, that's the presidential yeah. elections because we still have the state elections. Yeah, and the governorship. Yeah. So I feel like the presidential, I mean, that's like the most would i say most important yeah because that's who rule exactly. the 36 who states the, exactly and the I FCT. Feel like the election is already over with by the time so, you're watching this yeah the election is already over with so i feel like all we can do is just be hopeful and just pray that this new governance favors us we should just be optimistic because a lot of people would sit and say oh this or oh, this is bad or oh, that is bad now, as it is, you just have to be hopeful and optimistic that things get better. That's the best thing to do. Because that's what we really want. We want a exactly. better Nigeria. Regardless of who is in power, a better Nigeria is truly what we desire. So it doesn't matter who brings this. We just want it to happen, right? Because we've had series of promises and promises that have not been you know, met. So if we would get to a point where these promises are met, we would be happy regardless of who is in power, regardless of who brings this to us. So we just hope that this new governance brings this to us. Yeah, because I think Nigerians make it a thing of party, right? Um, Political parties. I think for Nigerians, what we're more concerned about is the development. It's the working country, a country that has good health care, good roads, good educational system, you know, um, sectors are funded. I mean, in... Outside Nigeria, you have sectors that are funded by the government. You know, they give them money to run their projects. Here, there's nothing like that. No student funds, no student loans. You know, students come out of school, no jobs. So what we just want is for the country to work, really. You know, the elections have come, they have gone. But now, whoever is in power, we need to see you work. We want a better Nigeria. Not just for us, for, you know, the younger ones coming up. You know, this same Nigeria, Nigeria appearance met. They're grown old. We have met. We have met it now. Our children too. We don't want them to come and meet what our parents met. We want something good, something productive, something that works. You know, we're tired of seeing our friends running away. For those who can afford to leave the country, anything they run away. Healthcare, they run away. Schooling, they run away. What happened to your country? Why don't we try to build the country? Yeah, I feel like the thing is, interestingly, in our own little way, if we're doing good and remembering that we are representing a country 
whatever we do is representing our country, it would make such a huge change. I understand that the government has like supreme power to do bigger things, but it still starts from the grassroots, from the bottom, right? So if we're here and we're doing things, for me, I would say I'm representing Nigeria in a good way. Like when people look at my page, my content, they'll be like, wow. Oh, she's a Nigerian. Oh, I'd like to come to Nigeria. Oh, Nigeria is beautiful. I feel like if we could represent ourselves that way, there's so many people that are representing Nigeria beautifully, globally. When we talk of musicians, we talk of athletes, we talk about writers. We have so many people that are projecting such a beautiful image for Nigeria. So if everybody can put it to mind that, well, I would like to represent my country in a very good way. Their actions would also speak for them. You wouldn't hear cases of a Nigerian did this in this country or a Nigerian did that or you wouldn't the, the negativity yeah. associated would be less. Yeah. So So I think what you're trying to say is that we need to understand that we are also our country, exactly. the individuals, we not just the country itself. Role. We play a major role in making the country look good and you know, portraying what we want for the country. Exactly. Yeah, beautiful one. So we're just hoping for a better Nigeria, you know. You know, so yeah, long live Nigeria. Long live Nigeria. So back into our question segment, you know. Um, when you started, um, you didn't really know the impact of social media, like you said. Yeah. You know, you didn't even know it was going to go in like this. You just started. But, you know, I'm very sure your parents probably had like an idea of what social media was. At least they're older. They knew, they know, at least they know, like, um, the will I say effects of having your child out there. Yeah. So the question is, were your parents comfortable with you going into the limelight? Yeah, I feel like the way everything happened, just like I said earlier, it wasn't planned. It wasn't like something that we expected or something that was like, I want to go into the limelight or I want to become this, I want to become that. It was just something that gradually happened. And... Me taking pictures and posting on Instagram, I don't even think it, it wasn't something my parents had an issue with. I don't even know if they knew if I was posting pictures. But they didn't know. At the beginning, at the start of it, like how many people, if, it's just now that social media is more popular, Instagram is more popular. That when our parents are on yeah, it. Yeah, as at that time, it was just, <laughs> yeah, as at then, it used to be just Facebook. Everybody posts yeah. their pictures on Facebook. Even your parents are posting their pictures on Facebook, right? So I don't think it was something that they had to maybe sit down and maybe have to have a conversation about about. it was a gradual process and it all happened in their eyes it was surprising to me it was also surprising to them but they were seeing how everything happened and they saw the process and they saw that well there's no harm in this really reading there's really no harm and then you're making some good money from it so yeah even before making good money i feel like my parents were very sure of the values that they had instilled in me so they they were very comfortable sure yeah they were comfortable with me being on a social media platform they know that i won't just throw my values away exactly so they were not scared or uncomfortable about it i mean even them realizing I think the I think the do maybe video. So basically, I think I never spoke about this. You're going there already, but that's gonna be. <laughs> but yeah, flow. I think I never spoke about this, but my parents had no idea that I was going to be in a music video. Okay, I did not tell them because I was quite scared because this was not just Instagram. This was a video that was gonna be on Worldwide. TV, yeah. right? And for me, it's just oh, it's my friend's video. Oh, okay, I don't want to say no. I mean, I had. I think the first I was supposed to be on the first video that was 
iron lady and i was like oh i have exams i was still in school then so this was like the second one i'm like okay i just have to do this one so i did not inform my friend and my parents i only told my sisters right and i was just trying to disguise in the video i think i had some pink sunglasses on the makeup <laughs> artist did amazing with making me look different the hairstylist did amazing with making me look different even the stylist just, yeah. i felt like i looked different so nobody would recognize me recognize you honestly because even like um, people like stations like Trace took like your clip yeah. and made it like their advert yeah, like honestly, so aside I from playing the video you could go on Trace and like and every yeah, 30 minutes you just see Diana so every I, two I minutes you just see Diana I absolutely no idea that people were gonna recognize nice. okay. I thought people were not gonna know and I was just like oh well no, nobody's gonna know everybody then, knew exactly <laughs> like the video blew up even blew before up. it blew I think it was just like two three days and my parents already asked me oh are you the one in that first it was my neighbor and then i denied oh no it's not me she just looks like me <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody saw the video and before you know it every everybody knew and i was so surprised because i thought that nobody was gonna recognize me in that video so yeah i feel like my parents literally saw these things happen and they saw that there was no harm i wasn't projecting any um, I wasn't influencing people negatively. For the good part, I was influencing people positively. Aww. You could go through my Instagram and you see the highlights where I have my keys. And you see there's so many motivational stuff there. Like, people randomly tell me, oh, I was having a bad day and I just went through your keys. And it has just changed the way I see things. It has changed my mindset towards life. Yeah. Or oh, you said something that kept me going. Oh, on this day, I was so sad and You're I needed to hear this. Was under your Instagram. So, yeah, I feel like... I have to admit, I don't follow collect motivation. <laughs> so, yeah, my parents, even people who would meet my parents could also tell that. So then there was no, like, negative feedbacks yeah. even to your parents. You know, so, some things these people do, they're not going to be telling your parents things. That, ah, you're picking the shaking ass for Instagram. <laughs> your picking is doing this on Instagram. So, sometimes, not even your parents, like, seeing anything. People yeah. are, so there was no even negative feedback because you weren't even doing anything. Yeah, like, they, could just, they could just see what I had going on. And it wasn't something to feel uncomfortable about. about. Yeah. yeah. So now you mentioned maybe I was going to go there, but since you already brought it up, you know, I'm very sure everybody wants to hear this, you know. So after being on maybe I think maybe was like to me or to most people, that was like your major break. That was your first break. What do you think that did for your life? Do you think that, you know, motivated you positively or it came with a lot of backlashes? What do you think um, being on a maybe video did for you? Well, for me, I'd say being on a maybe video was more or less like, being on tv so before the maybe video i think i had like maybe 30 40 000 followers on instagram so i was already that person that people already knew yeah media. you were quite popular so the maybe was more like oh we're seeing you on tv right so even random people who did not know me on social media could just watch the video and maybe see me one day and be like oh this was you, right? So I feel like that was sort of the energy from the video. That was like what it brought back. I don't think there was any backlash. I feel like it was a very, it was a very interesting video because yeah, it was, interesting it was one period. of the first few videos that had just young people, people in it, and it was just fun. Like we were, li it didn't even feel like we were shooting a music video. Aww. It was like we just went out to have fun. We went camping. It was just good vibes, basically. Yeah, nice to hear that. You know, nice to hear that because you know. Um, people would think that maybe the girls are coming for you, you know. Oh, coming for me? How? 
Yeah, that brings us to our next question, you know. So, yeah, what's your relationship with Rema? I think everybody wants to know this one. Everybody wants to hear this. What's your relationship with Rema? What was your relationship with Rema before then, before yeah. you did the video? And what's your current relationship with Rema, you know? So, yeah, well, Rema was my friend. And I was like, oh, yeah, my friend's video. Um, why not? Let's do it. How did you guys meet? How did you guys meet each other? I think we met on social media. So, yeah, that was really just how we met. I think we met on social media. Yeah. Yeah, we met on social media. I think that was probably um, maybe a year or I think that was up to, was it up to a year? Probably a year before he was like announced as an amazing art. And Jonesing World. Yeah, maybe and Jonesing World um, artist. So yeah, yeah, we used to be friends. So that's pretty much it. Like, that's just the energy. Yeah, so th- that video, I won't even lie, that did so amazing. I think that video had like has like 50 million views, like really high. Was it 30 million views? That. A lot of views, you know. And for so, jo- and there was no, it was just you guys. And yeah, then you guys were not people. popular. So it was a young sensation, and yeah, that was just really interesting. Like yeah. having to see young people, I felt like it was relatable to other young people because it was a video that had young people. So young people liked it. Like, oh yeah, that girl is just like me. Like, if yeah. I was in the video, I would have also liked it because I'd be like, oh, yeah, these people are just like me. They could be my classmates. They could I, remember, be my I remember even me, Seth, I was calling you Dumebi that time. Dumebi. <laughs> so you became like the Dumebi. So, you know, a lot of people, like, um, there are a lot of video vixens, right? For me, I feel like you weren't a video vixen. You were like the Dumebi. So a lot of girls play the, the lead roles in videos, right? And, you know, they don't align with what they're just there. You know, after then, everybody forgets them. But for some reason, why was it that everybody started to call you Dumebi after then? People thought you and Rema were dating. Was that true? I feel like it's because I was already, like, a social media sensation before the video. So it wasn't like it was just after the video that people started realizing, oh, this person. I think we even had, like, a fashion shoot before. Yeah, yeah, I saw that picture. That. that was so cool. Exactly. So I feel like that's why there were like so many speculations and all of that. And I'm not the kind of person who's even going to come out and be like, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah, this is what's it's no one's on. business. I always just say, who's going to know at the end of the day? <laughs> who's going to know? Nobody's going to know. And, you know <laughs> I, always, I always like to keep people guessing and yeah. But you and Rema look like an item. I can't lie. You guys look so cute together. Oh, do we? Yeah, then though, because I've not seen you guys together recently. Oh, okay, that's nice. How are you guys now? You guys cool? Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Okay, so shout out to Rema. He's doing amazing, you know. Yeah, shout out to him. They're doing good, so yeah. But yeah, that was a good era, you know. After then, everything just went yeah upwards it didn't you know it never went low from there it's just been it's amazing a revolution vibes revolution for young people I yeah. feel like now it's like a revolution for young people so young people have the opportunity of you know just doing something and it just goes up because other young people are also looking out before we used to leave these things to the older people yeah. but people now realize that you're young and you have abilities to do amazing stuff so why not yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I remember after then, it's like the girl said to do the hair like you do this. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Diana, the Diana effect. You know, so it was beautiful. But yeah, back to the questions. You know, I don't think Diana wants to answer more because there are more questions. But Diana doesn't. Want to, you don't want to talk about that, right? You're done with that uh, that aspect. Well, I feel like these are things that have happened like 
in the past. Yes, so there's like so much more that's going on now. So, ooh, ooh, yeah. Speaking of so much going on, what's up with your collection, your Shine Cartel? How did that come to birth? Your brand, I think my brand was. I had the idea as far back as 2016. I always liked lip glosses, and I always you can like, see you with some right now. Yeah, I always felt like there would be like lip glosses would be something I would never let go of. Yeah. So as at that time when I came up with the idea, I had no, I had no way or I had no information about how I would go about you know production and yeah. this and that. I just knew that was something I wanted to do, right? And I literally even posted a picture on my Instagram and I used hashtag shine by Diana. It was like lips with shiny gloss. And then people were asking me, what's this? What's this about? This, that, that. And I had no idea of how I was going to bring it to life. And then a couple of years later, I started the brand. And I'm so happy that it took me that number of years because... I mean, within that period of time, I was able to figure out how I was going to go about it. So I'm a semi-perfectionist. If I'm not going to do something well, I would not even want to do it at all. So it took me time to actually learn about lip glosses, make lip glosses, make my own lip glosses by myself. Mm. More like mixing the lip glosses myself and mm. filling the tubes myself. Okay. So that was it was so much of me being present for my brand. And I feel like it was able to build a connection between me and my brand because I do this thing myself. I like it and I had to figure out the chemistry behind it and bring it to life. And people also like it and they buy it. So that's just so amazing. Like the fact that I could make something and people put their money on it. Like that means I am creating value, not just a product. Yeah. Do you feel me? Yeah. So we see you rocking a certain clothing brand. Is that yours? Oh, Crypt Store. Yeah, oh, Crypt is. I am not the. CEO of okay. Crypt Store. Yeah, I just work with the brand. Yeah, nah, you work so with a lot of, of beautiful brands. I can't yeah. even lie. What's been like some of your best moments? You know, you said Nike. So what's been yeah, some of your best I moments like so I've far? I've had so many amazing Oh, uh, you know, so what are some of the top brands you've worked with you want to share with us? Oh, well, I've worked went. with Nike. I've worked with Coca-Cola. I've worked with HP. I've worked with... So, like, right now, I don't even have them off the top of my head. There are I lots. I literally made a list. There are lots. And, like... There are lots. I was trying to come to Diana for for inspiration, for grace. <laughs> there are literally a lot because I was trying to put them their logo. Diana cut soap. Hey, that's it. Yeah, it's not. It's called cut soap. Cut soap for us. <laughs> when I beg Diana to cut soap for us. It's amazing. I think it's just me doing things the best way I can. So that's if anybody would look out to me cutting soap for them. This is the soap. <laughs> The soap really is. Just, what is the soap? Just do whatever you have to do the best way you can. Like, if you have the opportunity to do something, be creative with it. Don't just take it for granted, right? Don't just do mediocre. Don't just do and just copy what somebody else did. Try to be innovative, right? Try to make this thing stand out. Try to infuse your personality into it. I mean, that's what makes you unique. So, that's pretty much the soap. Yeah. Cause Shaq cut soup for us. I know you. Be- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, then I know a lot of people are watching this right now. A lot of young people are watching this right now. You know, they're always asking, "How did you start?" I think you've been able to tell them how you started, but now they want advices from you how to actually start. Like, what do you think are the keys to you know being a successful young entrepreneur, influencer, creative? Really, how do they enhance their skills? 
Okay, so I like when you generalize it and say creative because I feel like there's so many creative spaces that are left untouched because people just think being an influencer is the only thing, only way. So I think I sort of evolved into being an influencer because it was literally what I was doing before I commercialized it, before I knew that it was something that could be, you know, um, it could be a source of income, you know. So there's so many ways some of you like to edit videos right and you just don't realize that you can become a video editor you don't realize that oh you're not meant to even be in front of the scenes you're better behind the scenes like you can make money off scene yeah i literally i'm about to employ this girl she just randomly came in for my brand product shoot and she was so involved like oh setting the products right checking oh let's do this let's increase the lighting she has no idea that i'm about to employ her but she's so good at that and Little did I know that she would be the person that I would be looking for to work with for my brands. Do you feel me? So imagine if you're just so bent on becoming a social media influencer because Everybody maybe else you is. like how I represent myself. You might not exactly find, because I have so many questions like, oh, how do I start? I feel like if you don't know how to start something, it's just probably, if you if it's something you're going to do, you're going to have ideas and ways on how you would like to start. So personally, I don't know where you come from. I don't know like what resources you have. I don't know your background. I don't know what you can access, right? So if I say, oh, if you want to become an influencer, oh, you need to take pictures and be consistent with posting three times in a week. You might not have that time on your hands to go out or even be in your house and create that much content. You might not have the kind of resources that you want. Let's say you want to be like a... Um, Maybe you see me, oh, yeah, I, I work with fashion brands. You might reach out to work with these fashion brands and they might not believe in you yet because you've not yet started, right? So if it's something about, if it's a question about starting, I feel like when you want to start out something, what you're supposed to do is look around, look out for the resources you have. Oh, what resources do I have? Oh, what can I do? What do I like doing? What do I think I can start with? Like the first brand I started before the Shine Cartel was a brand I started because I knew that I had resources to start this brand. I had this, this, this. If I posted this, people would buy it. It wasn't like, that was not the first brand I wanted to start. I wanted to start with lip glosses, right? But I saw that there was something else I could literally just start and I would make money off it. And I started with that. And that was just, that brand made me so much money to even have to start the other brand that was what I you know, primarily wanted to do. So for me, I feel like it's a, it's more or less a question of what resources do you have? What do you think you can do? What do you have access to? What's your environment like? There's so, I feel like resources are around you. I always tell people this thing, right? When you want to start something, it's just like you have flour, you know, baking flour, right? Yes. You can use baking flour to make donuts. You can use baking flour to make chin chin. You can use baking flour to make egg roll. So we all have baking flour. Now, it depends on the other ingredients that we have that would determine if we're going to use it to make puff puff. Mm. Do you get? So I might have ingredients to make puff puff, but you might have ingredients to make donuts. You find your own ingredients. Yeah. So look around. The ingredients are the resources. Yeah. Look around you and figure what resources do I have, do I have what available? Can I make do with them. Because yeah. if you don't look at that, if you always just look at people and wish you were like them, or I get people telling you me, waste your "Oh, time. Diana came from this kind of background. Oh, that's why she was able to do this. Or oh, that, that, that." And it's because I don't sit down to tell people how I was 
starting up and building these things for myself by myself nobody was helping me like nobody it all on my name nobody because i saw the resources oh yeah i have nice outfits i can take pictures with oh my sister has a nice iphone i can use her phone to take pic- i didn't even have like an, a phone that was so nice to take pictures with so i would use my sister's phone why not so this these were the resources I had around me. I was just using my resources. So most times, you just need to look out for the... Re- you might have such a creative mindset. And like the girl I met at my shoot, she was so creative. Oh, checking the lights. Okay, let's make the lighting darker. Let's- I didn't ask her to come to that shoot. I don't even know. Like, I'm going to ask the photographer to give me her contact. Because she so was doing... So that's a thing. Exactly. You need to so discover your ingredients. Yeah, she can be... Yeah, so she'll probably be working as, you know, a content director for my brand. So there's so many things that you can do that you're yet to realize. But most times you're just bent on being, oh, I want to be an influencer. What everybody else is. Because you're seeing... Find out what you are. Exactly. And also for the people who want to be influencers, I'll still say the same thing. Start with what you have and you would progress. When you start now, yeah... First thing you need to understand is that at the start of it, it might not be so easy to commercialize it because yeah. it's you starting out. People have not seen what you are able to do, so they Tell can't live with their money people on never you, knew you. Right? So a lot of times people don't realize this. You are starting out as an influencer, and okay, a brand finally agrees to work with you, and you are charging them this, this, that. They'll be like, "Oh well, hmm, we need to see what you can do before we can even pay you this." True. When you've built your brand to a certain point, you can then show that these these are the these are the kind of contents you you can create. Because you have you value. Have no, yeah, you've built value. Nobody's gonna be doubting you. But when you're starting, you need to be you know humble enough to understand the power of collaborations. Yeah. That's what people don't know. When you say collaborations, people are like, "Oh no, if it's not paid, I'm not gonna do it." No. Up until this time, there's still collaborations I'll take because I know the kind of value that they would bring to me. Mm. So you need to understand that sometimes it's not just about money. It's about value. People always defer this topic and make it sound mm. like if it's not paid, if it's not paid, you need to build value. When build you build yourself. value, you would charge people any amount and they would pay. I tell, I would never have thought I'll be making the amount of money I'm making now from a single post. Who am I? If I bring my CV, the number of brands I've worked with, and that's my CV. It's shocking because somebody asked me someday, like, have you ever thought about making a CV? I'm like, wow. And I made one. And I saw the number of brands I had worked with at 20. Right? So I feel like it's about you adding value. And when you start adding these values to yourself, it shouldn't always be bent on how much money can I make from it. You need to build value. And that value is what people would see. And they would pay you. Do you get yeah. so The first step is building value. And I feel well, like you can build value from collaborations at the start. Because collaborations are like an exchange, right? Product for service. So maybe this brand is going to give you this product and you post it for them. Good for you. You have some products you can use to create content. You can decide that you don't want to work on collaborations and you have to sit and wait for maybe one brand that would agree to work and pay you in three months. So would you only create one content in the entire three months or would you have to sponsor your content out of your pocket? Sponsor out of your pocket. No, tell them the truth. You have to start. If you're rich enough to do that, then that's fine. But if you don't have, look out for collaborations. Pitch to brands and tell them, okay, you can provide me with this and this is what I I would, you know, this is the kind of service I would render to you if you provide me with this. 
trust me, you've done this for the first brand. The second brand has seen what you've done for the first brand. They would have something to hold on to. Like, okay, well, if we give this influencer this product, she'll create this kind of content. He would create this kind of content. They know what to expect. Before you've worked with one, two, three, four, five brands, you have work to yeah. your portfolio, right? Yeah. So I believe in collaboration strongly. And I believe that starting out... Collaborations is such an interesting way to break out because you see a lot of makeup influencers, they have the most expensive makeup and they didn't pay for these things. They literally collaborated with, you know, brands. And after the one or two posts the brand asks you for, these products become yours. You can use these products over and over again to create even more content. So you've added value to yourself and you've worked with a brand that would add to your portfolio. Oh, yeah, I worked with this brand. Oh, yeah, I did this for that brand. So that's something I feel people should realize. And talk to them about success and how it takes time. Time. Yeah. I don't know if so, I started this when you were young. You've been doing this for like six years now? Yeah, seven so years. Like, I feel like it's. It more, takes time. People need to understand that it's a process. It and takes you have time. To enjoy the process, right? So it's. Enjoying it take the process. Time. For me, I don't even see it as it takes time. I feel like it's, it's a process. I'm enjoying every. I'm enjoying the process. Okay. I'm not thinking of the day. Yeah. Be, I'm not. I'm not out here saying, "Oh my God!" Like I feel so bad. I want to be paid um two million dollars for a post. But you weren't so always right paid now. that. Now you started somewhere. You started that's what. That's what I'm saying. Something. Like, people would. Some people want to come today and get paid big today. Build a house today. Buy exactly. Lamborghini today. Drive a so Prado today. The thing. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the little wins. Start enjoy, with entering your Uber. Enjoy the little wins. Even Uber like, service too fast. Start with entering if it's your keke to the shoots. Start. <laughs> just start. Know that you start today. You're already having ego. Having yeah, pride. I feel enjoying the you process. You humble yourself. Enjoying the process is like super important because... It's like you're doing you're doing something you like to do. So you're not supposed to be thinking or comparing yourself to people's or comparing your growth to people's growth. You're supposed to just see that, okay, well, today I was able to do this and be happy about that. Oh, well, yesterday I wasn't able to do this, but today I'm able to do it. Like I edited this video and I posted it. Even if it just has five likes. I mean, when you started, you didn't have anybody liking your stuff, right? That's just it. Like the progress, the little wins. If you start to compare yourself with someone who's getting 10,000 likes and because you're getting only five, you would definitely be discouraged. You won't want to go forward. So enjoy the wins. And, you know, the competition should always be like yourself to yourself. So how was I doing yesterday and how am I doing now? Oh. If you're doing less I got to clap for you. I got to clap for her on that one. I got to clap for her on that one. If you're doing less now, me. you need to know that you need to put in more effort so that you look back at yesterday and be like, wow, I'm doing better than yesterday. That's what enjoying the process is. Like, today is a better day. I did better. Oh, I was able to learn how to do this. Oh, look at this picture I took. So nice. So that process, enjoying it. And when you enjoy the process, you don't even realize or you don't feel like it's taking time. You're literally uh, enjoying it. Like, so uh, that's pretty much it. When you enjoy the process, it doesn't feel like it's taking time. time. Diana Energy <laughs> 2023 BTS Reality Podcast. <laughs> that was really beautiful, you know. Yeah. So now, time to spice it up a bit. I know you guys want to hear this one. Um, Diana. 
Do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> it's so funny because people think that I've never dated in my whole life. Like Why? You be plastic. People literally think I've never been in a relationship before. Not because of anything, but because of the fact that they always expect that if this is going on, I will post about it. So different people have the way they express themselves on social media, right? I mean, there are people who can date like two, three people in a year and they would not even mind posting the two, three of them on social media. That's just how they are, right? For me, I love to keep my relationships private. Like, it's just, I feel like outside social media, I have a whole life that is like me just enjoying real life, right? A lot of times I enjoy... I enjoy things through recording them because I'm a social media content creator. So I'll be in fun places and I'm holding my phone and recording. And people are wondering why. It's because I can go back and watch that video over again and it's very interesting to me. So people have ways that they express and enjoy things. For me, the things that I would like to keep private, a lot of times relationships... I don't even post my family so much, except my sisters, Sister. because obviously they like to be posted. But people ask me, oh, you don't post your parents. Do they really want to be posted, though? Like, True. I don't want to put my parents or other people around me in an uncomfortable situation. Just because of just the lifestyle because, you choose. Exactly. I can't say, oh, because I'm a social media influencer, I want to start posting my boyfriend. What if what he doesn't like kind of it? Yeah, I'm just going to put him in an uncomfortable situation. And that destroys the relationship. Exactly. Really. So I love to keep certain things private. So when people ask me questions like this, do you know what I say? What? Who's going to know? I beg. Answer our question. <laughs> Are you <laughs> in a relationship? But who's going to know? Well, yes or no? Definitely. When I get engaged, you know, I would not hide that one. I promise you guys. When I get engaged, which might be very soon, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, there was Valentine and I had balloons and roses. roses. So if I say... You had a whole house. If I say I'm not in a relationship now, or if I say I'm in a relationship now, who's gonna... No one's gonna know. No one's gonna know. Yeah, so... Okay. All right. Okay, so the next... (laughs) German is disappointed. Diana... But no, but you what you said is true. Like, who's going to know? Even if you say you're in a relationship. Exactly. Like, I can decide you know? to say that and it's not true. And I can decide to say no. And then it's, it's am, I, am I being in a relationship? So should we just say it's what it is? Who's going to know? You guys, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried. All right. So how do you deal with admirers? You know, sometimes we see on your story, you're saying somebody followed you to the toilet. Somebody tried to break this. How do you deal with this male admirers? Or do you have female admirers too? I literally have the craziest stories. Please tell us. Tell us on this show. The show for the youth. Social media aside. I'm excited. Obviously, so social media in real life how do you do this in real life yo like i was literally a kid when i had my neighbor cutting my net you're lying cutting hearts Excuse on my net me. <laughs> literally that obsessed cutting the net of the window cutting hearts on my net like literally Yo, it gets crazy. I don't even know if I want to go into. Please go in. Because go it's crazy in, go how, in. how. What is like, a young person, by the way? Yeah, like a young person still. So it's crazy. Like so many, I've had these things like right from when I was young. So it's like it's not very. So what about nice now that you are? Now 
that I am It's crazy, yeah. Because now it's also the older ones, not even the young ones anymore, because the young ones obviously know that you're out of their league. Wow. Oh my God, that sounds Yeah. <laughs> that sounds You're never so even in the country. Where they want to see you? In Lebanon? Jamaine. In Paris? That sounds so sad. Please. Not sad. That's, that's I'm a, not oh out God. of your league. Okay. Shoot your shot. Try, Sha. <laughs> I right? ask you to try. Yeah. But... No. <laughs> but yeah tell us how do you deal with this thing okay let's talk about the one you posted recently like two weeks ago about how <laughs> you told us to call the yeah. person's number what was Literally, that about so i was at a restaurant yeah and i was at the restaurant with my sister so i just took an excuse to go to the restroom yeah and i get to the restroom and i hear like somebody saying hey babe I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's in the restroom just beside the one I'm in and he's calling his wife. Maybe he forgot something. Maybe there was no tissue. I don't know. But he was literally shouting, hey, babe, hey, babe. And then I did not respond because I'm not anybody's babe. (laughs) Somebody shouting, hey, babe, definitely not me. So he comes out and comes to knock on the door. And I'm literally scared at this point. Like, what's going on? And he persistently continues knocking. Is he a kidnapper? Like, why would you come to the restroom? Of all places. Knocking, literally knocking and persisting. At some point, yeah, I felt like maybe there was like an emergency. Maybe something had happened to one of my sisters or something. So that's the only reason why I haven't answered. And the next thing he says is that he followed me down to the restroom to drop. I haven't even opened the door, literally. I'm still in the restroom. He kept knocking and knocking and knocking. And then I'm like, what's going on? And he said he followed me down here to drop his phone number for me. And I'm like, that is so rude. He just... His own number, a man. Yeah. So I'm still in the toilet. The door is still closed. So I didn't even see the face of this person. I say, this is so rude. He proceeds to drop the paper there and he left. And even after me telling him that's so rude, he still dropped that number, expecting me to call him. So I took a picture (laughs) of the number and I posted it on my snap so people could call him. Call the hell out of him. Because I was, I had never been that disrespected in public before. I mean, people, people have like. They're crazy admirers. People can chase you down with their car. Oh, not that. They almost break down the road. I could be driving some G-Wagon comes to block the road. You're and lying. I'm like, yo, my tires are huge. I could run over you. <laughs> with your Wrangler. My Wrangler. I can you know. run over you. Don't play with me on the road. Don't play. But anyway, that was, that was just so disrespectful. Yeah, nigga it wasn't be even. It wasn't like a funny thing because I was literally scared. Coming out, I was still like, what just happened? Did that just happen? Did you get to still meet? Did you meet him? He had I gone. I didn't get to see him. Thinking you would call him. That's why I had to have people call him. So that means there are girls that are like that. So let me, so I'm sorry, I'm about to go there though. Yeah. There are girls that are like that because for a man to come and do that, that means there's some girls that men do that too. They drop their numbers for and you call because of money. So he, maybe they think all girls yeah, are like I that. Think that's, I think it's probably, I think it's probably a thing because for him to have so much courage, even after me saying this is so disrespectful, he couldn't even wait. The thing is, if he followed me down to the restroom, 
and he was waiting by the door of the restroom for me to be done and come out and maybe have a conversation. That's better. That would be rude. But or probably still offer better. to buy your drink and then try that to talk to you because that's the gentleman. That like, how is that rude? Trying to buy me, following me to the restroom is so is out still of be it. rude no matter what. But he didn't even wait for me to be done in the restroom. He hmm. was knocking on the door. Like, who does no. that really? Some people were like, well, if what we sets these standards? What sets these kind of standards? I feel like it's a society we live in. So certain things like that would be probably accepted by other girls. Why? So the funny thing is that this Is person, it because of the girls that come? Okay, go on. The funny thing is that this person, if this person knew me on social media, this person would not have done this. So apparently, this person had no idea who I was. Guess how I knew? Because a few days later... Um, I had somebody that I work with and he was telling me, oh, there was this guy that you posted his number. He knows me and he had seen that you had worked with me. So he was reaching out to me to beg you to take down the post. Because he had no idea that people knew me on social. He see, he was just seeing me for the first time. So right? he was also trying to harass you. He didn't know who I was. Yeah, if so he that's knew why he who could. I was, he probably have had more respect. Mm. So this is but why just, should that even be so? This is, yeah, this why is should he even treat average, anybody like that? This is how the average girl would get disrespected. Do you get me? So that's what was really annoying. This is just how the average girl get disrespected, knocking on the toilet. But don't door. you think it's because of the girls? Um, fantasize about money so much. That's why the guys even think the, they can do that. Even if the girls, after all, no be money she wants. Even if the girls fantasize about money, right? It doesn't give you room to be disrespectful. I no think that's what boys need to understand. To offer, you don't have to be disrespectful. There's nobody that fantasizes over being disrespectful. People mm. can fantasize over money, but they don't fantasize over being disrespectful. I think the boys just add that. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> that, the disrespect is very unnecessary, right? Yeah, tell them. It's just, tell for him. me, I feel like it's substandard. It just shows Cocky. who you are. It shows who you are as a person that you are mannerless. Or you've been waiting to have money just to do that. Even if, even there's some people who have been waiting to have money and they act differently. It's mm. a thing about having manners, right? There's some people who have money who don't act like that. So I don't feel like it's because girls fantasize over money that they should be disrespected. Wow. If they fantasize over money, they don't fantasize about being disrespected. It's yeah. not an exchange of disrespect for money. Yeah. And so he apparently. The person then told me that he did not want to come meet me at the restaurant, at the table where I was at, because he came with another girl. Imagine. So the other girl is on my snap, so she sees her man's phone number on my snap. You're joking. And she's not even talking to him anymore. You're joking. Because she was so shocked that he could even do that. You're joking. she was... So he lost... Ding, 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 he lost both ways. So it was somebody else that was telling me like all of this information. I'm like, oh wow, this is such an interesting story. Oh my god, this is a book. It's a novel. <laughs> <laughs> what? This really happened. I didn't know about this part. That was the other part that we didn't. I get. literally figured about like figured this out later on because it was somebody else that was telling me that this is what happened. Wow. You guys, you can only get this here. Oh. The I hell? Feel like at least some people would. If maybe, maybe it would be sad. Maybe unfortunately, let's give an excuse for him. He doesn't know better. At least now he has learned. And other people who would think that that is the way to go have also learned that that is disrespectful. In case they were not aware, 
Yeah. I mean, it's awareness. We learn every day. I was just schooling him and the other people who would act that way. Yeah, and you're one of the girls. There are some girls who don't even feel like their voices will be heard. Like, what, what yeah, will happen? Be sad, exactly. Yeah. You're one of the few girls. You're the Diana. I know your name. I tell you every time. I tell every time her name follows her. Like, I think Diana was like a warrior princess in those days or something like that. Yeah, she was just always really bold. Yeah. So I think your name follows you. That's why Wonder Woman. Are we gonna shake on that one? Yeah. <laughs> so her name definitely follows her. So I think that's why you're one of the girls that can approach such situation and handle it like that. Most girls won't be able to. They will feel like, what's the use? You know. At least I've been able to save save the day. If some other guy on my snap would have felt that doing that would be okay, now he knows that it's disrespectful. So. And there are ways to go about that. Exactly and that doesn't ways. mean you don't get approached by guys, right? So people are sleek. You could literally have the waiter drop it for me if if it's that if it's that serious. Yeah, you should be sleek with your business. Why yeah. do you think I would call the number of somebody who was Drops knocking on the, floor. on the door of the restroom and dro- why? <sighs> why would you even call? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Okay, so yeah. Away from that, I think we dabbled into that. Let's go to our next question, you know. So what really um, are the best moments for you doing this? I know you've been doing this for a while, but what are the best moments for you? What are the worst moments for you? Um, You give us like your best scenario so far and your worst scenario so far. And then your best moments in general. Um, What you really enjoy about the job, about the life you currently have. And then the worst moments, you know. Yeah. So basically, I feel like every single day, I get reminded that people actually know me on social media because most times I forget like I'm just in my room and then there's 900 and something thousand people following me. That's a huge million. That's a huge number like I have never seen I don't even know if I've seen up to 5000 people in the same place. I don't know if I have. I'm sorry, you never had to buy followers now, did you? No, I never had to. It's very organic. I mean, I was never on even any reality TV program. (laughs) So it's like, I never really, it was just, it was really, I'm not saying this to be like. Yeah, shout out to those on reality TV shows. Exactly, like, yeah, I'm just saying that it was just a gradual process. And it was just something that just happened very naturally. Like, it was just so natural. The whole process, like, people literally watched me grow. Like, right from when I was slim, when I became thicker, when I, I lost weight, I when did. I was in school, when I had my I graduation. Did. People, yeah, so it's just like people followed my journey up until and now. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And the other day, I was going to a gym that I had never been to before. And before you know it, I step in, somebody knows me. Oh, he's talking to the receptionist for me. Oh, he's buying me juice. Oh, he's bringing my weights for me. Oh, someone's telling me, oh, do this like this. I feel like... A lot of times, I get shown so much love Aww. in places where I don't know anybody. Like, they just show me love. And it's so beautiful. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm always pampered. Like, I get mm. into a place, and then I might not know people there, but they welcome me well. They show me so much love. It's very beautiful. I feel like that's the sweetest word, because I can literally be... The man, the I can enter a place, and yeah. I don't even know anybody here, but they show me all that yeah, love. They probably know you, and that, you know, that's why I say, that's why your, your, yours is young and handling fame because that's what fame comes with like anywhere yeah. you enter just because of your who you are you're just going to get that love you're just going to yeah. get that attention you're just going to get that special treatment so it's been amazing so now what are the worst moments oh well worst moments let's see i mean a lot of things come with the backlash from True. social media people just drop hate comments yeah, how do you handle those i don't even 
handle them. <laughs> I saw the one you posted. I think you posted recently. Quick step, reposted the way you said um, they drop um, hate comments on my co- they drop um, hate on my comments, but they don't ask us to make my video viral. <laughs> yeah, on TikTok, that was I, so funny. That was so video, funny. That was so funny. Like a week ago or so on TikTok, and it had yeah. over a million views. Oh, and people were just hating in the comments, and I'm like, oh wow, is this what the hate does? Keep it coming, honey. It's like. He, he gets the videos viral. Yeah, like when people attack. The funniest thing is something I realized this because most times I don't even reply the hate comments. Mm-hmm. I never, I Why never engage. It's always from fake I hope, page. I hope that one day. I hope that one day. Yeah, I'll be so bored and so goofy and, and then reply. get into it. Yeah, I just hope because it'll be so interesting. I'm just so used to ignoring. Like it doesn't even get to me at, at all. all. It doesn't even like. I don't. I see that I'm even smiling. Like I'm. But laughing. do you know that a lot of people don't go for their dreams because of this fear of hate comments? So they need to understand that when people look at my videos in that particular video, what were they even hating on? They say, "Oh, maybe this. Oh, her eyebrow. Mm. Oh, this. Oh, she lost so much weight. Oh, they're just looking for things to say because and they, they leave see, the context. Oh, the bigger context. Oh, they see how beautiful I am. It's, yeah. it's, it's getting them pissed. It's getting them mad. And so they're, they're like, mad. we have to look for something. Let's yeah, what, can we, what can we say what can, what can we pick on and it's really interesting to me and it's so funny like I just laugh and that's it it makes sometimes most times when people talk about you they just put your name out there and when your name stays in their mouths it's free promotion I feel like there's so much that I would have to sit down one day and tell people about because people always think that I've always had it rosy yeah. and I've had the most perfect life yeah. and but that's just not it like I've not always had the most perfect life I've had sad moments I've had down times and I had a lot of these things earlier on so it just sort of shaped my mindset and now, even when sad things happen, I don't dwell on them. So something really terrible might happen now. And I don't even spend so much time thinking about it. Because I know that sad things happen. Yeah. A lot of times, bad things happen to make you feel, make you remember what it feels like to be here, to teach you the consequences of your actions, to maybe just even just teach you about life. So I don't even keep like sad moments in my head. I mean, I know a couple that would maybe take us a whole other podcast to to discuss <laughs> a whole other podcast to discuss. Yeah, but then I've definitely had personal things that have you know been challenging. But the way I see life, people always complain that I'm too much of a, an optimistic person. I get that on Snapchat. People tell me, oh, you're always you're so optimistic. optimistic. Yeah, oh, you're actually, always yeah. positive. Yeah, because I've seen that that's the way to go. And even like, in the face of adversity. Yeah, that's the way. Even if everything is going bad, I'm that person who would look for something good and tell everybody, let's smile. Like, look at this. This thing is still good. Like, I'm that person who would always look at the good side. And it helps me to always stay in the positive. It helps me to always stay blessed helps me stay out of negative energy it protects my thoughts from negativity it's something i'll recommend it's a pill i'll recommend you to take you know positivity <laughs> pill you should be on that you should. you should you should you should take that and then your best moments i think you said is one you you know the love you get you know do you have like yeah. another in your oh life like the when best I moments got, so when far when i got verified on instagram oh yeah april last year we remember like, that one. Oh my god wow like did you have to pay for that or that came naturally no, i didn't have to pay for it like i didn't have to pay for it so it was like That's wow so lovely it took, so it took a while now we're here and wow i'm so happy 
Okay, that's really good. I'm enjoying this podcast. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. But yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying it too. So I have some more questions for you guys before we go off. Then are you enjoying yourself? How are you feeling? Definitely. I actually enjoy talking. So You do. You really do. You can tell, right? You do. I can tell. Where's the music? I want to dance soon. So you're going to have to tell them to bring in the speakers. You know, shout out to the team. Okay, so yeah. What's the biggest myth? about yourself like the biggest lie you've heard about yourself and you're like did this even happen when where so it could be the biggest lie about yourself and the biggest myth about your industry like what they say people like you do okay well what would that be i think the biggest myth would be that people think that everything i do is all bent on the fact that or all bent on their thoughts that, oh, I'm from an exceptionally wealthy background, so that's why I'm able to... I say things and people will be like, oh, well, it's because you're such a rich kid and you're this and you're that. And people don't realize that a lot of what you see today is what I built. It's not a background thing. It's me. (laughs) It's all me. Like, it's all young me. And I want people to realize that so they know that they can do it for themselves too. They always attribute my wins to one thing or the other. And it just makes them not realize that they can do these things too. Like, I want people... I'm always seeing this thing and people feel like, oh, you're just being positive. You're just... It's because it's the truth. And it's what... Imagine you being able to enjoy something and you tell people about it and they don't just believe you. They think you're just trying to be positive. Oh, you're just lying. Oh, no, it's not that way. That's not how life works. Like, <laughs> yeah, they'll definitely say that's not how life works. Exactly. And I don't like, know why people feel like life has to be, like, horrible for it to be life. People have this syndrome. I think there's a word for it where if things are going too good, they just want something bad to happen so they will feel okay. <laughs> like, they're so used to Never the, the negative. Never Positivity is like, oh... Once good thing happens, like, that's a sign that the baddest... Like, I think we need to get used to allowing good things happen exactly. to you. Exactly. So people be like, I'm always happy. That that's the... I ask people, like, get what are my red flags? Get used to good things happening to you. A lot of people said, I look like my life is so perfect. Like, I never really have bad days. And that was what people... Like, I asked, what are my red flags? And you can't imagine the number of that that I got that oh well looks like your life is always perfect looks like it is I always happy looks like you always have your shit together and I'm like wow I didn't know that that would be a red flag very interesting red flag though I like it I'm gonna keep that you know I like that kind of red flag I always want to have such red flags like <laughs> my, may my life just keep going good amen, amen. our lives please I want that may our lives amen. Amen. amen amen and the biggest myth I think about our industry is um well, it's very selective. So I'm not going to come on here and speak for everybody because it's an industry and I am not the only person in the industry. So many people have their ways around how they work around their lives, their lifestyle. So different people have different things that they do aside what you see on social media. So I won't come up and say, oh, I am this, I do this. And speak the same for everybody else. I can only speak for myself. So I only say my own myth. But for the industry, so many things happen. So many things that even shock me. Like Because, I mean, I've been in the industry, but I'll say that I have been a lot more conserved 
you know, like I've been so conserved. Yeah, you're never really in the news. Like what makes you Diana is like your work. Yeah, which like is so I've beautiful. So conserved, your content, so. but you're never like in the news, you're never in the blog. I think I've never seen you on Insta blog, any of those yeah, blogs. I've always, never I'm always so conserved. And it's not like you're no big star, you're like a huge yeah, star. I'm always so conserved. So yeah, there might be so many myths, but I won't even be able to generalize because everybody has the way they go about their own thing. Yeah. Mm, I think you answered that question really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what does the future hold for Diana? You know, we've seen you grow since you were 14. You're currently here. And we know, like, life really just starts for you right now. Yeah. Um, what does the future hold for you? So for me, I think I, I've always said this since I was younger. I want to be a force to be reckoned with. You are a force to be reckoned yeah, with. Yes, so that's what my mom used to say. Mami Lo. There was this advert. I don't know. I think it was a pig milk advert. So in this pig milk advert, they said, Papi Lo, I, ho- I know say one day you go make us proud. Please, it, pardon my pigeon, but that's what they said. Papi Lo, I know say one day you go make us proud. So my mom used to always tell me that she, she switched it and made it Mami Lo to personalize it to me. So that was like the nickname my mom gave me. Mami Lo, I know say one day you go make us proud. So she used to always say that since I was young. And now it's more like, Mami Lo, you're already making us proud. Do you get So it feels like journey of thinking, oh, yeah, I want to be a force to be reckoned with. And I'm already a force to be reckoned with. Wow. Like, people yeah, want to work beautiful. with me. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like that's just how it's going to go. It's just always going to get bigger. The things I have now, the things that have... Um, the things that I have done, things that I have to my name, I didn't plan them. So I feel like life, life, as long as I keep doing my best, putting one step forward, it gets bigger. I don't know where you're going to see me tomorrow. I can't tell because I didn't tell you, be, I didn't tell I'll be here today, right? So the future is going to be so big. I don't think it's something that I can you have put planned together. already. It's not even what I can imagine. That's how a lot of times when people ask, um, where do you see yourself this, this, that? I mean, I could say that, but I know it's definitely going to be bigger than that because where I am right now, years back, I would not have believed that I'll be here. So in the next few years, it's going to be beyond what my imagination can hold right now. Yeah, so It's going to be so big, a bigger force to be reckoned with or maybe the biggest force to be reckoned with. Yeah, that's what the future holds. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting married anytime soon, kids. Yeah, I want to get married early. I don't know. I think because I just like the marriage and family concept. I feel like in the society, growing older, that's where I would fall into. That's like, you know, everybody has like different opinions and yeah. different points um, of view about this topic, about getting married, having a family. Yeah, do you actually Some want to get like, married? Yeah, a lot of people don't want to get married. And that's absolutely okay because everybody has their reasons why. So I'm one of the people who want to get married Aww. and have kids. I'm, you know, I want to make TikToks with my babies. <laughs> <laughs> like him and North. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like I want to, I, I want to have a whole family, and that's yeah, I that's what like you're looking forward to. In the to. next few years, definitely, hopefully, let's see how it goes. Yeah. What about furthering your education? What do you think about that? Definitely. So, luckily for me, I've been able to be at this point where I have 
proper understanding on what I would want to do moving forward. Yeah. I feel like it's something that most young people did not. It's an opportunity that most young people didn't, didn't get the have. privilege for. They did not have the privilege to have enough time to figure out what they want to do. They in were life rushed in and yeah, get like get to study a course that mm. would be so you see useful. People, yes, you see people who study medicine and they come out and they want to become models. How? You see people and it's so many years spent yeah. in taking a they course have to that. Go back Back again you eventually then, yeah, you then grow and figure that this is really not what you want to do yeah. i feel like i have had the opportunity to, to be know what you want to do where i know that oh yeah i'm already in the you know social space you know the marketing social media marketing digital yeah. marketing yeah this is now me in a space where i can decide to further my education in line with something i'm already doing as a and profession as a career exactly. as a known person and doing you know, it you know as a brand there, already that's gonna be in the certificate kids so yeah. that's stopping it because i already have real life experience so you know getting like um professional education and that would be amazing so i'm so happy that i have been able to i i am one of the people who have had that opportunity to figure out life and then make the decision on yeah on that Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, and yes. I've had so much fun on this podcast. I can't believe we're about to end. Aww. Oh my God. <laughs> um, is there anything, you know, before we go, you want to say? Is there anything you feel you want to say to your fans, to me, to people? Yeah. What do you think you want to say before we call it a wrap? Because I think this has been such an insightful episode. I think the topic is young and handling fame. Yes, young and so handling fame. So I want people to always realize that no matter... I watch this, so I, I used to believe in those Cinderella's and those fairy tales. I think I sort of live a fairy tale life. That's why people always feel like, no, she's too good to be true. Maybe because I believe in fairy tales. <laughs> fairy been, tales are too baby. good. Fairy you guys, let me tell you why I love Diana. True, she's right? very dramatic, yeah? yeah, yeah. I grew up being a very dramatic boy. So I don't, I don't have a lot of friends that match my... You know, Energy. drama. So when you when I met Diana, I was like, okay, this in baby life, is such you are the a main princess. Character in yeah, your life. you got to take charge of it. Exactly. Make so it in what my you want life, I am like the Cinderella, yo. And that's what you main have to come really. Energy. So. I said she pulled up today with a. You will see the guy's oh gone. JK for seven. He locked past my hand. <laughs> you know. So that's where you start to pull up with a big jeep. You know. You know, it's it just, took a process to get here, mind yeah. you. So there are times I pull up in the Uber, pull up in, yeah, whatever I had at that point in time. It's not, it's not really like you have to jump there, like we said. Yeah, enjoy it. Like process. we said, you know, when you watch the interview, you guys are in for it. Exactly. So I just want people to know that no matter how young they are, no matter how old they are, no yeah. matter wherever they are, they can make a difference, yes. right? Never look down on yourself. Yeah. You have abilities that would blow people's minds wherever you are. And if you look if you look down on yourself, you'll never realize that you have these abilities. So always know that you can make a difference. So figure out what difference you can make and do that. Make that difference. Yeah. I think it's been amazing having you on here, Diana. It's been such a long ride, you know, from when you were a little girl what you've had to do and you know I remember the first time we had to work together I think we've said this off camera we're going to say this again but the first job I think it was a hosting job I remember yeah. um, calling Diana Diana we have this hosting job she said you mean I've never hosted before I'm like Diana you are Diana you got this and but 
do you want to tell the story or should I keep going? You can keep going. I remember um, Diana calling me, Jermaine, Jermaine, I'm at the venue. There are people crowding my car. I'm like, don't worry. She might have told you that you're going to be, this was going to be easy for you. I sent the security outside to get her. And I remember like, you know, her telling me, okay, she's already in. I got to the venue. To my surprise, Diana was comfortable. Diana was telling me that, oh, Jermaine, I can't do this. She was comfortable. <laughs> but you need to see the amount of people around her. And I'm like, this girl is truly destined for greatness. She went on that stage. She didn't break a sweat. She killed it. And, you know, till now, the venue, the the event has, you know, recommended a host like Diana. That was the first time we ever worked together. And it's been beautiful since then. We've done a lot of projects together. We've worked on so many things together. And it's just been, you know, Jermaine and Diana against the world since then, you know. People even think I was our manager at that time. I remember Diana calling me that, Jermaine, are you telling people you're my manager? I said, Diana, I don't tell anybody anything. You know, <laughs> you know I didn't tell anybody one thing, though. They would just think that because of, you know, we've been a force to reckon with together. So it's been beautiful being on this journey with Diana. I remember every young girl I work with, they, I always tell them to, you know, strive to be different strive to grow but if you are to emulate any young girl that has come before you emulate Diana because she has done it gracefully Um, she's done it with so much poise she hasn't allowed the naysayers bring her down she has been a girl of virtue. She's made everyone around her proud. And this is only the start for her. This is only the beginning for you. I'm telling you that the sky is your starting point. You're going to go and do exceedingly well. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm with you on this journey forever. It's a forever thing. We're family. I think everybody knows that. So, yeah, I'm excited for, you know, where this life takes you. Thank you. Shout out to Jermaine. <laughs> So, yeah, guys, it's been such an amazing episode. Diana, did you have fun? Yeah, I had fun. I absolutely had fun. I think this is the first time I'm doing something like this. Yeah, only me can bring her on this kind of couch. (laughs) So, yeah, guys, this is episode two of season one, BTS reality podcast. And we're signing out, Diana. What are you saying? Shout out to Jermaine Media. Shout out to the BTS podcast. Yeah. Um, hope you guys look up for the next episode. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be just as amazing as this one is. Yeah. So, yeah, catch you guys later. And that's a wrap. <laughs> bye bye.